I feel like truths that are timeless are also timely many times. How's that? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Lots there of time go. going on. Lots of time happening. So yeah, especially in the season, right? It's Christmas time and at least when we're recording this, but hey, don't turn this off. Listen, keep listening, mm-hmm. fair listener, <laughs> because the truths that we're going to talk about here will apply to life and marriage throughout the year, Yes. but it's they're especially timely for this time of year that we're recording this, but they're timeless <laughs> for other times and time and time again. Marketing hat is just shining <laughs> <No>. bright today. <laughs> anyway, thanks for joining us. We will have fun. My voice is a little shot, but hey, we're going to get through it. All right. See you on the other side. Welcome to the Fierce Marriage Podcast, where we believe that marriage takes a fierce tenacity that never gives up and refuses to give in. Here we'll share openly and honestly about all things marriage, sex, communication, finances, priorities, purpose, and everything in between. Laugh, ponder, and join in on candid, gospel-centered conversations. This is Fierce Marriage. is still pretty sultry today. Mm, yes, I'm so, you know, I've used it to seduce you once or twice Whatever. in the past 24 hours, going for a thrice. You're so funny. You're so funny. <laughs> oh, man, man. So we are coming off an incredible trip. Yes. We, we were going to, yes, this can be part of our little highs and lows. We're going to jump mm, to it real yes. quick and then we'll go back to our other stuff. Okay. Sorry. I'm getting a little no, bit No, I think it was good because I was going to talk about it too. We... Took a trip to Colorado this past week. Colorado Springs. Colorado Springs, yes. to be specific. And we actually got to be on Focus on the Family on the Jim Daly show. Is yeah. that what it's called? I think it's the Focus on the Family broadcast. Broadcast. And with Jim Daly. It used to be the famous. used to be old Jimmy Dobson. Yes. Or rather, Dr. James Dobson. Mm. Very respected man in the Christian community. So Yeah, he's I'm pretty sure our parents read his books on how yes. to raise us and we are re- we are reading some of his books to raise our children. Yes, yeah, so we had a great time on four different things. The first one was the main Christian uh, five focus, if you include lunch. Focus on the family <laughs> broadcast. Yes. Then we did the uh, what was it? Oh, YouTube videos. Oh, yeah. That yep. was really fun. That was fun. And then, talking to ministers, like actual no, Nope. Nope. This was, was their the YouTube channel. And okay. then we went to lunch and then we came back and did Boundless, their singles podcast. Okay. And then after that, we did the one that's for church leaders. Okay. I think they and emailed lun- those out. And lunch time, we got to meet with two of their uh, marriage space people yeah. that help with um, their magazine and um, yeah. all the articles there. So it was really great. It was a little tiring. That's all. That's, I was, I, we showed up at nine and didn't leave till three. <laughs> I was energized. It was, I was energized, but it was also, I was ready for a quiet dark sure. room. <laughs> I slept very hard that night. <laughs> it was great. It was such a blessing to be there. And Colorado Springs is beautiful. Okay. So oh, you're right. Sorry. I'm interrupting you because I'm thinking of this because it was very fun to be there, but my voice is somewhat recovered now. Yeah. The day of, man, I felt like it was probably the worst it had been. Yes. It was maybe you worse had, on Sunday. You didn't have this was on a hardly Tuesday. any voice leaving going there. So, so. this will air in, on, in February at some point. So if you listen to it and you notice that I sound funny, that's why. So just, just, <laughs> you heard it first from, from you me. You heard it first from us. <laughs> <laughs> so today, yeah. is that good for highs and lows? I think that's a good high and low. Your low is probably your voice, huh? Yeah. What was your low of last week? Um, I honestly don't really feel like I had a low. It was, I thought it might be a little crazy to leave in the middle of December to go somewhere for a week, but it was really great. We stayed with our agent slash really good friends, um, the Normans, and they had a whole downstairs area for us and it was great. And our kids got along really well and we did some Christmas activities. Snowball fights inside. Inside. With the little squishy snowballs. Man, just... I would wake up and walk upstairs and get nailed with one. Yeah, because their <laughs> just, son, I think, uh, yeah, he, he was... He's eight. He was very vindictive. <laughs> he's competitive. He's competitive. <laughs> he, Brought out a bit of my com- com- competitiveness. So I loved watching it. It, it was, was great until you hit me in the eye and actually like made me cry. My eye hurt so mm, bad. My eyeball. Eyeball. I'm sorry. So and that was probably my low. That was my low was my burning eyeball. <laughs> okay. I'm glad I could <laughs> contribute to your low. Uh, not, not really. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry for that. That's okay. okay Anyways. So, <laughs> so today we're going to talk about kind of this timeless yet very timely truth and truths that we can remember at this time of the year. I use, I'm, I've are used you, that word a lot. I'm sorry. Are you to count the times that you use this? There's one. Uh, <laughs> but so, so in, in marriage, how does this apply, right? This is a marriage podcast. Mm-hmm. Right? God's given us this, I guess, this burden and this desire to help marriages really thrive in light of the gospel. So how do we take this 
this time of year, this tradition that the church practices Mm -hmm. and of Advent. Of Advent, yes, of Advent, and really look at it uh, accurately um, in terms of what the tradition was intended for and what how it really illuminates the truths that are in Scripture, mm-hmm. but then also apply those to our life and marriage mm-hmm. beyond. So this podcast will live on, this episode will live on past Christmas, and our hope is that it will be useful uh, even in the middle of June or right around the 4th of July. Yes, <laughs> when it's, absolutely. Um, absolutely. When you don't have so, any wreaths to speak of. <laughs> so. Yes, but we all need to be reminded of the eternity that the wreath yes. symbolizes. Um, but before we jump into our conversation, we just want to thank all of our listeners and people who've left a review and a rating um, on any podcast uh, platform that you listen to. That's great, and it always helps us, and it helps mm. helps other listeners uh, either engage or not if they you know want to know what it's mm-hmm. about. Um, and I want to go ahead and extend that and say, hey, if you haven't done that, can you please leave a rating or review? That would mean a ton to us. Uh, like Selena said, it's important in the podcasting world. Absolutely. Um, and if you do want to support this podcast, you can do so via Patreon. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N. Uh, what is it? Fierce Mar- Patreon. Patreon. <laughs> Patreon.com slash Fierce Marriage yes. is where you'll find us. And we just did a few uh, recent updates and there's ways that you can partner with us and be on mission with us uh, for Fierce Marriage. And- so, on that note, yes. we are almost. <laughs> He's just excited. We are almost to. Well, you'll just blow, blow right past it if I don't. If I don't. Uh, I'm all business, man. <laughs> you're all business. Don't I know it? So, we we are almost to our first goal, which is to have a hundred patrons. Wow. And to be honest, our goal is to have a hundred by the end of the year. I'm not sure if we're going to have. We have 73 as nice. of the time we're recording this. So we need 27 more patrons by the end of the year and we'll, we'll meet that goal awesome. and but i am happy to say that we've already been able to meet the objective of our goal which is to bring on a a, a helper to help us get interviews yeah producer basically. so yeah a, po- a podcast producer position it's a yes. part-time hourly position but we have someone helping us with that now and so you can look forward to having some interviews yeah. in 2019 yes. listener we, we're gonna have some amazing people i'm looking for i'm excited for hopefully to get interviews. some people that you want to hear from but also people that we really look up to um just as individuals you may not know their names or you might know their names but the point is to bring in some other perspectives mm-hmm. so it's not just uh us constantly giving our perspectives although i I think we've had some fun conversations. Really looking forward to getting some wisdom from other people. Right. And some different experiences that maybe we and journeys we haven't walked through um, to help mm. other people, uh, you know, other listeners that have walked through it or that are going through it right now. Um, we just really want to be a place of support and a place of uh, bringing the gospel and illuminating truth. And we, God wants to use all of his people, right? All of his community mm-hmm. or his community. God, <laughs> like he, yeah. sorry. <laughs> so articulate. <laughs> so yeah, patreon.com slash fierce marriage. And you can be part of everything that God is doing through the fierce marriage podcast. There, how's that? Good job. And if you do have any questions or you're listening and something prompts you to want to ask a question, please, you can do that by texting or calling us at 971-333-1120. And we often do Q and A's kind of throughout the year. So if your mess, if your question maybe doesn't get answered in one of our podcasts, because typically we do a question from you, then maybe it will get answered um, on a Q and A throughout the year. So yeah. <clears throat> keep them coming. Keep them coming. Okay. So we're in this season. The other day, so we're recording this on a Monday, and yesterday, Sunday. Mm-hmm. We sat down and we had a nice dinner that, you know, we haven't had a lot of time for that in the last week mm-hmm. because we've we, we been with friends. We haven't been on just the four of us, our family. And we had some some food and we celebrated Advent together. Mm-hmm. We lit three of the candles. Mm-hmm. And I almost, I think for the first time this year, walked through the whole thing with, with you and with the girls. Mm-hmm. And just kind of read, like I did an internet search and I was like, <laughs> okay, I need, to, I need to make sure that I know what these actually mean. And I was just really... Um, taken aback by, I kind of had known it and I, we've done it in the past, but the tradition of Advent is not something that is really celebrated, I think, the way that the traditional church celebrated it. And it's kind of making a comeback over the last three, right. four, five years. It, yeah, it has its roots in Catholicism, if I understand it correctly. Uh, okay. I don't know that for sure, but okay. Well, there's. I think it started there and was like the tradition began there it's my understanding this could be I think wrong I, I did read somewhere that it's but, it's not for sure known okay where it originated from okay but you know the internet it's been the adopted internet, so. by well yeah 
but it's been adopted, you know, by Christians around the world. And just to get down to basics, you know, defining and what does the word Advent mean? It means coming. So, yeah, and I think of it as a, it's like an anticipation. Yes, it's it's the coming of a savior, mm-hmm. right? And so the early people in the church, the early church, they it's like they they had to <clears throat> hope in the arrival. Right. Hope in the arrival of a savior that would fulfill the covenant, mm-hmm. uh, that the promise that God had made to His people, and bring salvation and bring, you know, bring the kingdom, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so there's this right now in this time of Advent. There's remembering that and having this kind of patient, patient yet uh, anxious sort of uh, anticipation of what God is in remembering that mm-hmm. in the life of the Israelites and therefore in kind of our, our spiritual heritage, mm-hmm. and, but then also um, waiting for the second coming and knowing that we serve a God who mm-hmm. came once and he will come again. Right. 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 And so that's what this time of year is really beautiful. It reminds us and we have to teach our babies that. Right. Well, and everything about everything that like we talk about on Fierce Marriage as far as like love and covenant and f- joy and peace mm. and all of those major like biblical themes are just blown out through Advent. Like they're just highlighted. It's so just at the front of your mind. And I'm not, this is not something like, if we're in all honesty, I think we both grew up doing the chocolate Advent calendars where you open each door and like the 24th was like massive chocolate candy. All I was was anticipating the arrival of that biggest (laughs) piece of candy. That's all I cared about. Yeah. And I mean, not that no, 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 you know, downing on our parents or anything, but um, Ryan and I really wanted to kind of start making that, uh, making Advent a part of our our family traditions. And so it's really been something we've kind of taken a step into the last like two to three years. And every year it gets <laughs> more consistent and better, um, kind of having little ones. You have to keep it somewhat mm. simple, um, but also not being afraid or underestimating what they can learn and observe and understand. Mm-hmm. Um, so like in our in our Advent sort of day or our calendar, we have this little box that my aunt got us and it, it opens up, there's each, um, there's a drawer for each little figurine and it, it becomes a nativity set, which is kind of neat for the girls. So too. in each drawer, there's like a, yeah, for each like drawer a represents a day and then an angel was an being angel. One of and then of course the baby Jesus will probably be on the 24th or 25th. That's amazing. Yeah. So I'm there's, so, I'm so jazzed that we got that from your aunt. I know. It's, it's amazing. It really is. It's something and easy and tangible things. for them. We can talk about it. Um, we did try, we have been reading, not consistently, but Ann Voskamp's book, Unwrapping the Greatest Gift. It's super great. I wouldn't, I'm not sure about for younger kids. Yeah, it seems a little, a little bit longer, um, but maybe like six five to six starting at that age age range mm-hmm. um we also have we light the candles which is a family family devotions around the advent wreath um mm-hmm. that's pretty simple as well but then you know i try to write sort of an an advent calendar for us or something that we can do simply every day or just have an activity and yes we have the little uh nativity set but we also try to either like read a book like that's about advent there's tons of kids advent stories out there um <clears throat> Or we did like we did a gingerbread house last night, and something just to kind of mm-hmm. recognize the season and and celebrate together um, how we're anticipating, you know, the coming of Christ and really experiencing and taking part in the joy of the season. So we, I, I want to add this. Like I think you say I do. Thank you. It's I, I think it's important. You may speak. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> That's too funny. So I think. It's important to remember, it's it's one thing just to put these like kind of new institutions in place in your family, and that's okay to be intentional. It does take some intentionality to build those habits. But I think every moment in this season is an opportunity to present your kids with the mm-hmm. kind of the in the world but not of the world mm-hmm. truths mm-hmm. of the Christian life, mm-hmm. right? So we were watching last night, we were watching with the girls, uh, the Grinch. The Grinch. <laughs> <laughs> the, duh, like the Jim Carrey duh, one. Duh. The Grinch. It's, 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 it's so kind of a great. perennial classic around yeah. our household. And Della, so she's our oldest. She's five. She, in that one scene where they're all going crazy and buying all the stuff, and it's like people are throwing money at them, and it's like, <laughs> just, just it's chaos. Yeah. And they're all like buying all these gifts, and I got to buy this for your aunt and this for your whatever, and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, uh, what's her name? Cindy Lou. Cindy Lou, who? who? <laughs> she's got this stack of presents. And Selena, or Della looked at me and said, why? Why are they all going crazy like that? And I yeah. just just simply explained to her, 
you know, around this time of year, people like to buy a lot of stuff and they kind of tend to go crazy, especially like Black Friday. Like, mm-hmm. I didn't say that to her, but, uh, and I said, we just, you know, that's not something that we're, that's not a big priority to us. And what we want to focus on, and I was just very quickly, it wasn't like this big dissertation, right, to my <laughs> five-year-old, but I just said, we want to focus on Jesus this time of year. Gifts are great, but they're only great because they remind us of the greatest giver and the greatest gift. Such a good dad. <laughs> well, you. she wasn't paying attention. She was watching the movie. So. <laughs> I think she heard you, I'm hoping no brainwash her. Like, she's hearing it in her subconscious. <laughs> <laughs> No, I think um, it's, I think that's a very good perspective to have. And I don't think the, you know, the whole advent calendar, I used, I would get burdened down by it. And now I've just kind of like prepared a, an, a list of activities in my head mm-hmm. to know what we can do each day. And having that little nativity box is always something we can do. And we're mm-hmm. always reading. We always read the Bible, whether it's like you and I, or me and the kids, or there's always some sort of integration of our faith. And I think that's the biggest thing. Uh, yeah. The point, we, we don't want to just, make you no, feel bad because you haven't burdened. done it yeah it's not a burden it's something that just add more yes. to do's yeah. on your yeah. on your list that's not it it's we're i think really taking this as an opportunity to celebrate what's already been done and extend the season not of, what yeah, we yeah. should do but what's already been done yeah by by not us but by christ yeah. and, you know so that's the important thing so quickly we're just gonna do an overview of the symbolism of the advent wreath so mm-hmm. there's other ways to celebrate advent itself you talked about the advent calendar mm-hmm um, there's different versions of the advent calendar. You, we can spend many hours talking you about those. You can make your own. Because it's just Pinterest, fun. You can Pinterest it out, you know. Yeah. But for <laughs> us, the wreath has been really the thing because yeah. the wreath is weekly. Mm-hmm. And the daily calendar, that's part of it. That's a short little five-minute thing. Mm-hmm. The wreath is something every Sunday night we can gather around mm-hmm. this tru- these truths, right? So the wreath itself... Want me just to go through these? Yeah, we're going to go through them quickly, and then we're going to unpack each one. Um, And we have a question of how it applies uh, to marriage and verses with each of them. So just briefly to kind of give you a a word picture in your head, um, you know, each each color, each thing symbolizes something. So you have Mm -hmm. the wreath that that is a circle, um, and it's usually it usually is wrapped in uh, greens of some sort, which Mm -hmm. signify life. So the the wreath, the circle, is the eternal, unending you know, the eternity of God. And then mm-hmm. the symbolism of the wreath, the greenery around it is, is signifying life. Um, you can go into Well, the, the color purple. So a lot of times the candles are either purple or red. It's and, usually three and, purple candles and one red yeah. or rose colored. Yes. And this one. is very subjective and it really depends on the tradition. And But the bottom line is they all are good truths, mm-hmm. right? And so purple, I guess in the, in the guide that we were reading is more of like, a, it's a liturgical thing, which I don't know. Uh, really the, why you would say, oh, that's good, liturgical. Like, <laughs> I think of it in terms of like royalty. Right. We're, we're waiting for a coming king mm-hmm. and he is he is coming, right? And so, and then there's the the color pink, which is the third week mm-hmm. is, is represented well, the by the first, color pink. Yes. The fir- okay, the first candle is purple and that is hope or the prophecy candle. Mm-hmm. And we'll talk about that. The second one is purple and that's love and that's the arrival of, mm-hmm. of the baby Jesus in Bethlehem. They, they often will call it the Bethlehem candle. Mm-hmm. Uh, the third one is uh, the rose-colored candle, the red candle, and that's uh, either shepherd candle or the joy candle. Mm-hmm. The fourth one is purple. Uh, that's a peace candle. That some people call it the angel candle. Mm-hmm. And the white one, the most important one, is the middle one. That's the Christ candle. Mm-hmm. And, and that's all of these on Christmas Eve. Yeah, and so I'll, it's really fun. We'll, we'll talk about each one. But and the just, white candle is in the middle, which is very it's in the symbolic. middle, and it's a it's a fatter one. <laughs> It's bigger. <laughs> well, that's in ours. The yeah. lo- doesn't, doesn't represent. <laughs> we did not get all of our candles. Well, for us, uniform. the size is important. It's big. <laughs> Jesus is big. <laughs> oh my goodness. So, like last night, we were sitting around the table and eating dinner, and I and I asked Della because you know Clementine, she's she's two and a half. She's listening. She's watching. There's but a- she just wants to like touch the fire, and we just yes. have to keep her from burning herself. <laughs> um, but Della, I said Della. Where's look at this? Is this a circle? She's, yeah. I said, where's it end? She says, I don't know. I, I don't see an end. And I said, that's right, because eternity's like this. And I just explained it to her, mm-hmm. and we, we went through each one like, and just in kid terms, yeah. You know, and you could just see her eyes like lighting up. And don't be afraid to do this, people. Don't be afraid to mm-hmm. talk about these hard things that you yeah. might think you can't explain. I, I guarantee you, you can. You can. Yeah, you can. And, and you know what? You grow for it. We grow for it. Yeah. Um, and God will use no those heresy, words. All right? <laughs> God will use the words of yes, please. God will use your words in ways that you don't even yeah. you even have to understand right now. Yes. So let's talk about how. Okay, so we've given you the overview. Mm-hmm. 
How does this apply to a marriage? This is a marriage podcast. It's not a parenting <laughs> podcast. It's not even a like Christian. It's Christian living, but not in the not sense. Not like talking about faith, which we are, but through the through the lens of marriage. So we're trying to take it one extra step and say, okay, this is what Advent is, and mm-hmm. this is the hope that we have throughout the year in these different symbols, and, and remembering this because this is this is a habit that we should have throughout the year. Yeah. Um, but how do they actually apply to our marriage? And that's right. are the questions coming at the end? Or are yeah, they gonna be... well, we're going to go through each okay. um, symbol and then a verse uh, that the the candles or the okay. symbol comes from, and then a question for that. So, um, of course, we have the wreath and the greenery, so the signif- symbolism of the eternity of God, um, which obviously is huge and mind blowing because mm, he's yeah. outside of time, and that alone could just well, if you don't trust and have faith in in God, like. I feel like that is grounds for faith and trust in God just because of who he is and his presence outside of time and him being mm-hmm. able, yeah. he is eternal. That is just foundational to me and huge. He's timeless. Blows my mind. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Um, and then, so the first purple candle, the hope or the prophecy candle um, is discussing the prophecy in Isaiah about the coming of Christ. Um, Isaiah seven fourteen, just one of many verses says, therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son and will call him Emmanuel. So we're talking again about um, the prophecy that was given to Isaiah, mm-hmm. how this prophecy brought hope, of course, and how, what... Mm. I mean, <laughs> Jesus fulfilled each of these prophecies yeah. uh, that Isaiah was speaking of. Uh, and I, I tried to explain that to, to, to Della, mm-hmm. and I was like thousands, you know, and she's like, and you're like a very long time. You filtered it because she doesn't know what, she doesn't grasp those Time big, is hard, yeah, for big her right now. She's like still that. understanding it, yeah. But think about this from a faith standpoint, okay? So we have the luxury of sitting in the dispensation of grace. Mm-hmm. Jesus has come. We have the full gospel, Mm -hmm. we have the New Testament, we have the perspective of the Old Testament in light of the new, we get to see the promises of God having been fulfilled, Mm -hmm. and then we we can stake our claim there and say, God did this, Mm -hmm. or God will do it again. And so that's, basically that's Advent in a nutshell, Mm -hmm. but what I want to do is this first candle representing hope or the prophecy candle, Mm -hmm. what what was that like? That's what I want to, that's what I want to explore. So... Isaiah was giving these prophecies. The people of Israel listened to it and they mm-hmm. they heard, but there was a bunch of uh, a tumult that happened. There mm-hmm. tumultuous times. Mm-hmm. But then, about four hundred, I, I think, what was it four fifty, four hundred fifty years or so before before Jesus came, mm-hmm. there was what's called the silence of heaven. Mm-hmm. And that, can you imagine what that was like? Okay, the, the United States where we where we live, seventeen seventy six. Like 250 years ago, almost, we're almost up to our sesquicentennial. Isn't wow. it? Or no, that's one in 150, isn't it? Never mind. Okay. I try to use a Coming big back. word power word. Come on back. Uh, so anyway, so our country is not even like half, it's like half as old as that silence of heaven. So can you imagine if 200 years before our country was founded, mm-hmm. our forefathers, forefathers, forefathers right. said, hey. This guy's going to come. He's going to be the solution well, and it's not to like, our problems. It's not like they had the Bible to look at. It was based on word stories verbal, and yeah, verbal oral, tradition, oral yeah. traditions. Yeah. So I'm just trying to put myself in those shoes. and, and Well, that's the time of like Moses. And and, and the, the people of Israel have been used, they, ha, they were used to hearing from heaven. There were mm-hmm. no prof, prophets at this time. Right. In the time of Moses, they didn't hear from heaven. It was right. So they were used to quiet, hearing from heaven. Yeah. yeah. And all of a sudden it just stopped. And now... Can you imagine now, all of a sudden, this you're you're holding out for hope, and all of a sudden, mm-hmm. boom, he comes. Can you imagine what that must have felt like? I'm not articulating it well. No, I imagine that it. it well, I think there's two different responses. There's there's the ones that saw Jesus for who he was, and then there's the ones that saw Jesus for who they wanted him to be. Mm. Like they wanted him to be their their roman king right like they wanted him to rule how the romans ruled they wanted right. him to overthrow the romans that's mm. that was their anticipation and idea but then there was the people that actually understood who he was and mm-hmm. that his kingdom was not necessarily here and now but into eternity right so I well think, i mean there was herod right who went out and right, killed right because he thought jesus was going to overthrow his his, right. his throne, right. right? Yeah. And that's not the kind of king he is, right? right. He's an upside down king. Mm-hmm. Or Matt Chandler said it's actually right side up <laughs> because it's actually the way kings should rule is with servant 
leadership, yeah. right? And like yeah. Jesus did. Um, so I'm just saying that that hope is amazing. So for marriage, right? And I think the question we want to ask here is, what hope do you have in your what I would call like in the, the silence of heaven, like <laughs> that period where you're feeling like maybe you're you're not. It's dry. Yeah. Uh, if if you're if that's you, feeling a little dark. What hope do you have, right? That yeah. and the thing about the Advent wreath is it does go from darkness to light, mm-hmm. right? Each each week that we light another candle, it gets lighter and lighter and lighter until finally it's the brightest it can be mm-hmm. when that center candle is yeah. lit. So that's a question that I think you, our couples conversation challenge for this for this. It one. is these four questions, yes. but this is the first one to go with the first candle to go with. Yeah, the what first hope? Truth. What hope are you holding out mm-hmm. for? Right. And and if even if you're in a healthy spot, just talk talk through that. What are you really hoping for? Well, yeah, what does the hope of Jesus mean for your marriage in the season? Maybe it, you, it's a it's a dark season, it's and maybe it's a brighter season, but how does the hope of Christ illuminate that even more? Yeah, I want to rest on that just a little bit because we had um we so in our community group our our close friends, mm-hmm. I won't say any names, but we had uh somebody who was going through a sickness. They had been diagnosed with, you know, a pretty serious sickness, mm-hmm. um, went through all the treatments and everything, ended up getting um, a clean bill of health. Mm-hmm. And this this couple is looking forward to uh, retirement. And it, rightly so. They've been working hard. They're, mm-hmm. they're fairly young. It's a military retirement. So it'll be, you know, they'll be, I think, in their 40s and 50s. Yeah. By the time they're quote unquote retired. So they're holding out hope for that. And they're like, I think, two years away from it. And then, so that she has this clean bill of health, and then all of a sudden, there's boom, it comes back, mm-hmm. and it's actually a different. So it's it, it's just it's cancer, and it's this time it's in a different place, and I was just like, man, and what that did is that made me that made me internalize it. We were talking about this on the way to church yesterday. Is I'm just thinking, man, that is horrible. Our hearts are we're praying for them. We're as a community, we're surrounding them with love and you know supporting them, but then I'm like. We really don't have any hope in this life aside from Christ. Yeah. Like He is our entire, the entirety of our hope. Mm. Because even if we hope for, like maybe we meet this financial uh, milestone or we wait for this period in life, say retirement or some promotion or whatever, or we hope for a thing or we hope for any sort of reconcilia- reconciliation of relationships, all that is just so fragile compared to the eternal steadfastness mm-hmm. of our salvation and our security and our identity in Christ. Mm-hmm. And so that to me is both convicting and it, it elicits joy mm. in my heart mm-hmm. um, because I tend to put hope in things, yeah. right? Yeah. Goals. We all do. Accomplishments. Yes. People. Situations. Right. Uh, anyway, I, I could go on and on about those reminders there. So the first candle, prophecy candle or the can- or the hope candle. Yep. The second candle is... Uh, the love candle or Bethlehem candle. So Luke 2.12 talks about this will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in clothes and lying in a manger. Um, And this is just discussing, you know, kind of the location, but also um, I'm trying to think of how to talk about this. The the love, like we talk about love on our podcast a lot and and defining love. You know, we talk about gritty love and, um, you know, sacrificial love. And so here we have this baby lying in a manger. It, uh, Jesus, he is the most clear, like raw display of love, of the word mm. becoming flesh. Mm. Yeah, the incarnation. The incarnation, Becoming yes. flesh. And it's, to me, I love it because people are, there's this hope. Mm-hmm. And then you see, boom, Jesus. What does that say? It says that God humbled himself into to, to the incarnation, and then later on we see in the New Testament and the epistles, he humbled himself to death, even death on a cross, which mm-hmm. is a humiliating, painful death. So we see that in our, from our perspective here. But in the moment, we can see that love, it's so visceral, mm-hmm. you can feel it. But not only that, but our God says things and he does what he says he's going to do. The mm-hmm. promises, he, he keeps promises. Yeah. And that is, so when we look at that, we see the love of God, the love candle, mm-hmm. we can remember that we serve a God that makes promises and keeps them. He has kept his promises in the past mm-hmm. and he will keep his promises into the in the future mm-hmm. for now here on life in, in life here now but also in eternity to come. Right. So what does that mean for our marriage? Well, just before you go there real quick, I just I love the word picture of 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 Christ coming as a baby to an actual place on earth. 
Like Bethlehem is an actual mm, yeah. place. It's not like he just was born somewhere in some cosmic universe. He came to earth. Like God is intentional and orderly about everything. Mm-hmm. He came to a place that we can visit today um, as far as like the city. And then I'm not sure about the actual location. No, we have friends there at Bethlehem. Um, yeah. There's a college, a seminary there, but yeah. And then how Christ, I feel like he can, I feel like the idea of Christianity and, and Jesus can get lost in our head and our hearts and the actual like bodily encompassment of the word and of Christ is so raw and so real that Mm. it kind of takes him out of our head and it brings him into reality. And sometimes that's hard for me. I guess that's the struggle that I have sometimes is that I, you know, I have these like faith moments and these great, truth epiphany you know (laughs) i'm understanding this this is so beautiful and brilliant but then um you know somebody gets sick or somebody Mm. gets hurt or something happens and then where how where is my faith is it in what i've learned or is it in christ you know Mm. and sometimes that the rawness and realness of christ knowing that he he did come that he was a man that walked the earth and there was there was dust that touched god that touched Mm. him you know that's incredibly just tangible and powerful to think about. Yeah, it's and easy to, to uh it's easy to gloss over our Christian faith. And forget the humanity yes. of our Savior. Um yeah, God one hundred percent God, one hundred percent man. Mm-hmm. So to re- to forget that this is a person, um, and that day you could have wrapped your arms around him and right. given him a hug. Right. And he would have hugged you back. Uh and called you by name and known everything oh, about you, the number of hairs on your did. head. And yeah. the sins that you would commit and the motives, the deep, dark down motives that maybe you don't even know about, he knew. And oh, he wow. still, I think like, of the woman at the well. Yes. When he, he called her out yes. lovingly. Yes. He called her out of her sin. I think of when Mary saw him after uh, a- after he yeah. um, came out of the tomb. Yeah. He, she didn't even recognize him until right. he called her by name. Yeah. Mary, who were you looking for? You know, and, and right. she, it's just mind blowing to yeah. think that that. That that display of love, yes. it's so extravagant, and, and it's not that's the God by, we serve. It's not bound by time, like no. truly. So, in the season, remind, remembering that, but throughout the season, remembering the person mm-hmm. that is love, mm-hmm. right? Jesus is love incarnate, yeah. Right, the, God's love incarnate. So, in our marriage, yeah. I, I, I when I remember that God is a God who makes promises and keeps them, mm-hmm. I want to be a man who makes promises and keeps them. For you, our, our covenantal mm-hmm. promise that till death do us part, I will love you through thick and thin, mm-hmm. in sickness and in health, all that good stuff. I want to be a man who keeps promises for our girls. Mm-hmm. When I promise them I'm, I'm going to do something or, you know, mm-hmm. take them somewhere. Right. I don't want to blow when that stuff off. When you say yes, your yes means yes. yes and your no means yes. no. And I think also for me, as far as... Um, marriage and love and advent all of these things that we're talking about i think that remembering that jesus is our definition and standard of love so any other types of ideas Mm. that i think about love if they don't match to him or my actions don't reflect uh what i believe about him in terms of who he is and how he loves and how he is love um i think that those need to fall to the wayside and those need to be you know, crushed. Mm. And so I think that's, that's where we would come to, okay, how does this apply to our marriage? How can you, um, how can you really live out the definition of God, of Christ's love within your marriage? And mm. we talk about that in probably every one of our podcasts, but well, I, I'm just thinking that's, if I'm talking <laughs> yeah. to you and looking at you, like, how can I love you more like Christ loves me? How can I see you as Christ loves me? i I just to yeah. reiterate this point really quickly. I've been reading Jackie Hill Perry's Gay Girl Good God book and she's I'm, I was just past the point where um she was talking about her and her husband uh before he proposed they had had this fight and like breakup and he, he recalls God telling him to love Jackie like he loves her, not how Preston wants to love her if that makes it clear. So mm-hmm. love Jackie, God is telling Preston to love Jackie yeah. how God would, how he would, not how Preston would love. And I think that's huge. Yes. Well, that's the that's the mandate on every husband, right? Right. Because we wouldn't, we can't love yeah. really, truly, until we understand Christ's love, his sacrificial yeah. love, his unconditional love. Everything will love. fall short Absolutely. until we understand and know how to play that out and do it selflessly. Yes. If you're struggling with how to apply this, if you're struggling with how to uh, 
ask this question or answer it in a way that's not just a cliche. Think of it like this. The first, the very first display of, of God's in, incarnate love was humility. This baby, baby, helpless, mm-hmm. crying, mm-hmm. probably a mess in a manger. And this is not like a manger like you see outside of the church as you drive by on a you know Sunday evening. Right. It's a manger in a dirty, grimy, stinky... Barbaric time. Like. Yes. Yeah, truly. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so, humility. <laughs> so how can I love you with humility? Yeah. How can I admit when I'm wrong more readily? How can I serve you more selflessly? Mm-hmm. Putting my agenda aside. Whoa. Mm-hmm. Ow, that's mm-hmm. hard. And going out of my way mm-hmm. to do something that I have nothing to gain from. So ask yourself that. <laughs> and mm-hmm. then and then just come up with one or two answers <laughs> as you're having the conversation. I'm sure it'll you'll it'll carry on. The conversation will carry itself <laughs> at that point. Okay, so the third candle, mm-hmm. we'll move right along here, is the rose one. It's the one if there's gonna be a different colored candle, it's gonna be the third one. Now I've seen these two juxt- juxtaposed. Mm-hmm. The second and third candles can be switched. Uh we're going with the third one. Because it makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. So pink is the color of joy. I think typically, it, you know, um, oh what traditionally it is associated with joy. And it's called the shepherd's candle. So there's a long verse from Luke 2. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over the flocks at night. Angel of the Lord appeared to them. And the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were terrified. Mm. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. Mm. Okay, remember, remember back to the prophecy candle. Mm-hmm. They're wondering who's this Messiah going to be. Mm-hmm. They're hoping. They're they're giving sacrifices the way that the the Old Testament law, the Levitical law, told them to do it. Mm-hmm. They're doing all the cleanliness laws. They're mm-hmm. doing all the what are they called? The ritualistic sort mm-hmm. of laws. Also keeping the moral moral law. Mm-hmm. It's a grind mm-hmm. because for 450 years they have not heard from God, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden these angels appear. Angels in the sky and say, he is the Messiah, Mm. this word that they've been waiting and waiting for. So what are you going to feel at that point? (laughs) I love it says they were terrified. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and and then, and then I can't imagine, I can't imagine being in the presence of angels and the Mm -hmm. angel of the Lord, the angel of the Lord. Mm -hmm. There are different sets of, anyways, won't go there. (laughs) So, so. The, the script flips and they go from terrified to what? To joy, mm-hmm. right? And the angel mm-hmm. says, you will feel joy and every, everybody, all the people will feel joy. So. This is, okay. This in itself is absolutely amazing. This on the metaphoric level is also amazing, which is why God is God and he's amazing. Because I just think about <laughs> how Christ, he didn't come when things were perfect, right? He didn't come when things were put together. He came in the midst of of the darkness he came Hmm. and there wasn't even a place for him and i feel like how many times do we as christians Hmm. maybe hold back not talking about christ or thinking maybe he doesn't apply to the situation i've had that conversation with myself and been convicted (laughs) god always applies all the time like (laughs) there is no perfect scenario that you can have this like nice little conversation like jesus is our savior he is the messiah that is enough. And if you don't believe that's enough, you need to know why you don't believe that's enough. And I feel like digging into the why you don't believe will mm. bring you back around to why you believe yes. he is enough. We call those enemy outposts yes. in the heart, right? Yes. We're regenerate. We've been we've been saved and made clean, but we're still not, we're being sanctified. Mm. And there are enemy outposts in our hearts. And these times when we realize that we, the conviction, the sweet mm-hmm. conviction that we are not taking all joy we can or we should mm-hmm. from the realization that Jesus has come and he yeah. is not... He is the Messiah. He's also the Savior. Mm-hmm. He is the Savior, the one who saves you. So we could go on and on and on about this. Man, are you? I hope everybody's getting a picture of how exciting yeah. and amazing and big this idea of anticipating Christ. That's one thing I love about you is you you point me to Jesus when I forget the joy that is mine to have. So uh, do you? We and that's that's what marriage is, right? Yeah. We're pointing each other to the gospel, pointing each other to this hope that we've received that will strengthen us and embolden Mm -hmm. us and fill us with joy when our spirit and our soul feel downcast we can preach to ourselves and say soul why are you downcast Mm. within me joy is yours yes it's yours and that that to me is where the rubber meets the road is if you really believe this that in this life we 
we will experience trials of many mm-hmm. kinds. But, but take heart. We can take heart because of Jesus. Mm-hmm. So we had an example. Just we had a, we, we had an experience of this recently. I was talking to Selena about a regret that I had. It was a it was fairly small in the grand scheme of things, but it was a regret, and we we were driving somewhere. It reminded me of that. When regrets are hard for you, yeah, I don't. I mean, I don't me. have regrets. I mean, maybe <laughs> no re- no I regrets. Could. I yeah. could. <laughs> um, and and I wasn't really like lamenting it, but I was just saying, hey, you know, that's that's a regret I have. But hey, I run to Jesus. I tr- I run to God, I, His sovereignty, because I trust that He's guiding me, and I have to run to Him because mm-hmm. it makes me feel better. That's what I said. <laughs> it wasn't like I run, <clears throat> thou soul, to the Lord, for thou needest joy. I was. Yeah. It was like I run to God because He makes me feel better. Like I just I feel better when I trust in Him, mm-hmm. when I trust His sovereignty, when I trust that He is governing. Important and right. non-important things. Mm-hmm. We have a big view of God's sovereignty, and so it's really easy to take joy mm-hmm. in it if you really believe it. Right. So and that's the, the quest- challenge, yeah. Yeah, the questions, they're kind of twofold depending on where you fall on the spectrum. But um, the first question would be, what joy are you experiencing currently in your marriage? I think it's really important to articulate that, even if it's already sort of known um, I think it's a good exercise to talk about it. Mm. What are some joys you're experiencing in your marriage currently? And then maybe you're on the other side of the spectrum and there's fears that um, maybe there's some lies you're believing or some fears that are really holding you back from the joy that Christ, uh, Christ's birth allowed us, allows us to mm. experience here and now today. So the, Yeah, the joy that realizing that we serve a God who does what he says he's going to do. Right. And he, he's given us this joy. So we, here's we an, have this. Here's an anti question, if I can say that that phrase. Okay. Well, not an anti. I just think about this. Mm-hmm. What would you do if you serve? If we served a God that that didn't keep promises, who wasn't good? Yeah. Who wasn't steadfast? How would you feel? Have you ever had somebody who who uh, <laughs> just you can't trust what they say? Yeah. It's 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 really demoralizing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so take joy in that, mm-hmm. and I think. The, those lies that you're believing are usually an indication that you're not, you're 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 not believing that mm. s- that one truth that God is good and He is steadfast. And don't be afraid to tackle some of those fears. Like, don't be afraid of the fears. I guess because God is faithful, and mm. He every time, at least speaking from my own experience, that I've kind of run into those dark places, He is so faithful to shed light and bring light to pierce the darkness. Mm. And he is faithful to, through his word, through our community of people, of, of gospel, Christians, you know, believing, they they are so faithful to speak truth back into my life where I'm residing in darkness, but trying to find the light in it. Um, God is, he's so faithful to faithfully, again, and steadfastly bring truth, bring light, and lead you um how you need to walk basically <laughs> through mm-hmm. through these these hard yeah. times. So, asking those questions in general of your life, but also in your marriage. What lies are you are believing in your marriage mm-hmm. that are preventing you from experiencing the joys mm-hmm. that your marriage should allow? So one 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 that comes to mind is because everybody's always it's intimacy, right? Intimacy yeah. is something that every marriage wrestles with. Mm-hmm. No pun intended. <laughs> 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 but if you're having a hard time experiencing emotional and physical intimacy what lie is there is it that that your your spouse your husband your wife doesn't love you or that if they knew some truth about you that they couldn't or love maybe you? they know a truth about you and it's you don't think they can love you or that they can't forgive you yeah. or that their or forgiveness you, isn't enough or you can't forgive them i mean mm. these are big things and guess what god is there to meet us fully and completely he is not he is not taken by, you know, mm. surprise. He is not on his heels ever. He is very intentional and very powerful. So I guess all that to say is just don't be afraid to go to him with these doubts and fears mm. because it's in those opportunities and in those moments, I'm sorry, that the opportunities can really be brought forth for for God to be made big and yeah. glorified yeah. In, and in these weaknesses. Anything you trust him with will will go well Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um i think enough said on that one okay (laughs) okay so the fourth candle uh it's another purple one uh it's called the angel's candle or the candle of peace so the verse here is luke 2 uh, verses 13 through 14 suddenly a great company of the heavenly hosts appeared with appeared with the angel praising god and saying glory to god in the highest heaven and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests Mm. 
So this idea of peace. So what I love about this is that you've got this progression. You've got this hope mm-hmm. in the prophecy. Mm-hmm. You've got the tangible dis- physical display of love in mm-hmm. the person and the arrival of Christ. God does what he says he's going to do. Mm-hmm. Then you've got the joy of realizing it. And then what? The dust is settled. Now what do you have left? You have peace, knowing that eternity is decided. Mm-hmm. That God has come, he's done what he said he was going to do, and he will do again what he says he's going to do. So you get joy from that, but you also get peace, that restful, mm. uh, that that feeling that I want to get when I have an, uh, uh, that regret come back mm-hmm. and that anxiousness of, oh, I wish I would have done that, or I wish I wouldn't have done that. Mm. I don't have to let that be my the, 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 the final ending yeah. point of my emotional state. Yes. I can just rest mm-hmm. and have peace knowing that, you know what? Jesus said, I'm righteous. Mm. When I put my faith in him, God sees me as he sees his own son, Christ, and I have been given his righteousness and he has made me in his image. Mm. And I mean, that's peace knowing that. And, mm. and by the way, the suffering we talked about earlier in this life, it's not forever. Mm-hmm. You know what is forever? my security with God. That's mm-hmm. forever. Mm-hmm. And that's peace. Knowing that death is still here, but it's not there. Mm. And tears are still here, but they're not there. Mm. And pain and hurt and sin and brokenness and all that stuff is still here, but it's not there. Right. And that's that's where I get peace. That's why I love that that picture of the people feeling that sense of peace here on earth. It has come. God right. is with us and right. the peace has come. It's descended upon us. Mm-hmm. So. And I think understanding that Maybe you don't always feel peaceful, but understanding that we can have peace and the peace that Christ speaks of, you know, peace I bring you, peace, like not of this world, um, but peace from me, peace knowing that, it, no, resting in that eternal hope that we have because of Jesus. Mm. And I think, again, marriage is the space of sanctification, right? It's the space of kind of rubbing the edges, the hard edges off of each other. It's being fully mm. known and fully loved it's it's where we learn how to do mm. that and we there's no way to have peace outside of jesus i feel in that space mm, um, that's good because otherwise the, well, it won't last very long it's it's contrived yeah. whereas christ is when i have my eternal hope and anchor in him i'm not my peace doesn't waver mm. my peace is is steadfast it we've is experienced assuring. that recently i think yeah. we talked about it last week how there was this sense of like, did we talk about that? How we, I felt like there were some things from like my young childhood that I never oh, shared yeah. with you. Did we talk about that? Mm-hmm. And I felt like I was ashamed of them. And, and I had this thought, like if I can't have peace, cause if I don't, if, if she doesn't know this, I feel like she doesn't know me and she can't love me. But what happens if I say it? What happens if I come out and say it? Mm-hmm. She's going to think less of me and she's going to think all these you know, and the enemy's like beating you down, beating you down, and, right. and your own humanity, your own sinfulness is beating you down. Yeah, this is how she's going to respond. This yeah. is what she's going to do. And you know, I just resigned myself to it. I was like, you know what? God is God. Jesus is good. He says he loves me. God sees me that way. I'm going to have faith that he's going to do a work mm-hmm. in my wife's heart, just like he's doing it in mine. And what happened ended up being an exchange. We ended up talking back and forth about mm-hmm. things that we felt like we were ashamed of. Mm-hmm. And you know what? The result was I felt like I loved you more and I felt like you loved me more. And on the other side of that, the opposite side of that, Mm -hmm. I was so afraid. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And it wasn't like this. There's shame, you know, and fear and anxiety. And it it kind of chips away at our ideas and understanding of love, right? And so when we're able to bring that into the light, bring bring the shame, bring the, the fears, bring the lies into the light, they're broken down and seen for what they really are. And that is where truth prevails. That's where mm. Christ is able to regain his rule in our hearts. And that's where we're able to just, again, submit mm. and good. and bring it back to him. So speak. I have a small one more thing. thing. Well, okay. I, the one way that this works out in my own like yeah. sense of peace mm-hmm. is that I will often be grieved by seeing development happening around us. We live in a very beautiful area. Mm-hmm. I want it to stay beautiful. I love the trees, I love the mountain, I love the ocean, I hate pollution, I hate (laughs) all that stuff that kind of, I feel like is bad stewardship. And so when I see like a new shopping center going in or a new parking lot or... (laughs) Oh, here it comes. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not, I'm not like a radical person in this way, but at the same time, I'm grieved by it because Mm -hmm. I feel like it's more of the natural beauty that's been there for hundreds of years is going to be gone 
forever. I feel mm-hmm. like it's going to be gone forever. And then what, I remember this. Mm-hmm. I remember that all things will be made new. It will all be perfect right. at, at some point. We don't have to be And God. we don't have to be in control. And I can trust that. And yeah. I honestly do trust that. And I get peace from it. Mm-hmm. And so that's what this is. That's that fourth candle uh, in this season of life, this season of the year. I feel it could remind us of that throughout the entire year. Mm-hmm. And then lastly, uh, the white candle, which is in the center, which is the Christ candle, um, representing the purity of our Savior. Um, again, in Isaiah 1, it says, uh, verse 18, Come now, let us settle the matter, says the Lord. Though your sins are like scarlet, they shall be as white mm. as snow. Though they are red as crimson, they shall be like wool. Mm. So and, that's Isaiah again. That's I love how that's Isaiah. <laughs> we talked about Isaiah at the beginning of this, yes. and here it's come full circle. Yes. And the person and work of Christ. So there's the four candles all surrounding and because of the source, which is Christ mm. in the center. And it's eternal, which is the circle. Mm-hmm. And it's green, full of life. Right. And we have all these things in perpetuity. They're, mm. they're not in a line. They're in a circle. Now, there are Advent reads that are linear. Okay, so whatever. <laughs> we're, in this version, we're talking about these things are in perpetuity. Right. Love, right. joy, hope. Yes, uh, peace. Peace. And all because of who? Because of Jesus. A He's at the center savior. of it. Yes. Which plays into our uh, our whole version, our, our whole outlook on priorities, right. right? It's not just Christ, God, and then each other, and then our kids, and then whatever else. It's, that's okay. Mm-hmm. But really, I love the concentric model where it's like throwing a rock in a pond. Mm-hmm. Jesus is the rock, and everything radiates outward from mm-hmm. him. Everything good that we have, every purpose we have, every ability we have to love each other is because of Jesus and it's for him. Right. When I love you well, I love Christ well. When I love our girls well, I love Christ well. When we love our, when we love our neighbors well, we mm-hmm. love him well. well and, and so I, I love that picture that it all is. And I'm, I'm a very, I'm very, I love symbolism. You know this about me. So I'll let you, <laughs> you go like now. analogies. <laughs> <laughs> They're useful. Um, they are very useful. Um, and just to kind of play on this uh, purity chord, I think that it's, it would be wrong of us to overlook, you know, the purity of our Savior and how he came in all humility and in all he, if anybody, so when I think of the woman, you know, the woman that was going to be stoned and this, and he comes and draws the line in the sand and, you know, he says, let the, let the first one, let, let the one without sin be cast the first stone. And he, who is the one that had full ability and full oh, rightness yeah. to Jesus. be casting the stone? Yeah. And he, yeah. yes. And so I think the period, I think we need to remember that. And he didn't. And, and he, he was the didn't. one that called everyone else out on it. Yes. And he was the only one that could have. Yes. And he didn't, he chose what? He chose mercy. He cho- yes. He chose, and he said, yeah. who are they, who are those that condemn you? Neither do I condemn you. So go and sin mm, no more. Goodness. I mean, how does that even, is that even a question for marriage, right? Like uh, we see each other's sin well, and we are the ones yeah. that. It's King so good. It. So there's the that that is the picture of the gospel, right? Absolutely. He says, "You, I'm not holding this against you. Mm. Go, be live, mm. and what sin, sin no, no more. more." So I love this. The gospel is not just for our salvation, but it's for our sanctification, and that's what that's what marriage is, right? Marriage is and a picture for his of that glorification because she comes back mm-hmm. and yeah. washes his feet and all that. Yeah, and so in marriage. We have, we hold the biggest, sharpest stones. Mm. And, and we know right where to throw them. And we know right where to, <laughs> right in the, in the, yeah. <laughs> but we know right where to throw them. And we know what buttons to push. We, we know, know how to throw them, how, where to throw them, how hard to throw them, and right. why we're going to throw them. <laughs> but are you going to drop your stones mm. and, and call everyone, you know, and proverbially call everyone else out on it and say, hey. I'm not holding this against you mm. and I will defend you because we are one. You and mm. me are one and we're in this together. You know what I mean? So this, yeah, this whole, how convert- can we work through this in a healthy way? Yeah. How can we go forth, go forward, forth, <laughs> how can we go forth and sin no more right. as a couple? And right. how can we work through this together? I'm with you. Yeah. And we've seen amazing testimonies develop because mm-hmm. a husband and a wife walk together mm-hmm. through a very hard thing. Mm-hmm. We know a very close couple of ours, friend of ours, that are doing this right now, mm-hmm. and it's man. And we're on the we're on the we're on the fun side of it, where we get to see kind of the effects of their mm-hmm. walking together, mm-hmm. uh, hand in hand with with Christ at the center. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm. If you haven't already, you can probably see how 
this discussion and the season of Advent really plays throughout the whole year, especially when it comes to marriage and talking about themes of peace and joy and purity and love and understanding Christ's coming, his his life, his death, you know, the work of him on the cross, mm-hmm. his resurrection, all of these things we're celebrating because he came, because God allowed him to come to earth and and save us and bring us peace to show us what um, true love is, real love is, mm-hmm. um, to be able to allow us to experience the joy uh, we can we can have, not based on anything but Him. So if you know if you do Advent or not, you know this would be kind of our our couples conversation challenge. I, I, we'd encourage you to go through these four questions or candles that we mentioned above, and those will be out, outlined right. in the show notes briefly. But take some time to discuss them. Uh, and spend some time in prayer together. Maybe even begin a new tradition of your own that, in in regards to celebrating Advent, like how can you, right. as a couple, you celebrate the arrival of Christ, um, and what that means for marriage in the season you're in. And it's a, and I think it's an attitude too, right? So Advent's a season, but it's also an attitude mm-hmm. of anticipation, right? We've seen right now we're celebrating the the arrival of Christ the Child, mm-hmm. right? In for Christmas, but there's the, we have this ever everlasting anticipation of Jesus is coming again mm-hmm. as you know as the King mm-hmm. once again, and so it's this attitude of taking your your peace and your living out your love and experiencing joy and experiencing hope because of Christ throughout the year. Mm. And so that's what I'm hoping this is a timeless episode, and it's not super dated. We're talking about Christmas topics, but you know what? These things are. Year year round, mm, uh, daily, <laughs> and so this is just a sweet season to really amplify that in our lives, in the lives of our children, but also in the lives of each other. So, Absolutely. okay, I hopefully think hopefully you're all encouraged by that, yeah. and maybe even challenged in some ways. And um, yeah, I hope it promotes some good conversations between you and your spouse, and even your kids. Um, so awesome. yeah, if you have if you have any questions, again, you are always welcome to ask. Uh, you can go to fiercemarriage.com slash ask, A-S-K, or call or text mm-hmm. the number 971-333-1120. Um, quick reminder to just subscribe, rate, share, do all the fun things you should do on the yes. uh, the old podcast Yes, and I do want to appeal one more time. If you... <laughs> Our mission is clear. Mm-hmm. You've heard me say this if you've listened to for any number of episodes, but it's to point couples to Christ and commission marriages for the gospel. What that means is actually living this out in your community. Mm-hmm. We have a lot of fun stuff happening in the coming months, in the coming year, where we will hopefully be equipping you, our listeners, mm-hmm. and other listeners who have yet to find us on how to love their community well, how to love their spouses intentionally, how to lead even in their mm-hmm. community when I say community, I mean the people that you know, mm-hmm. the close friends you, you have yeah. that know you to experience are... this love of Christ mm-hmm. uh, in their marriage, but also just in their life, right? So that's our mission. If you want to be a part of that, we're, again, we're trying to reach a goal by the end of the year. I think we won't need 27 more or 26 more Patreon mm-hmm. patrons, uh, you can go to patreon.com slash fierce marriage and find out what it takes. It starts at two bucks. We honestly don't care about the amount. We want more people on mm-hmm. board. It's not mm-hmm. about the amount. We have a lot of $50 a month people. They're, I don't, they're heroes to me. <laughs> yes. Everyone's a hero from $2 on up. But to me, it's about really creating a movement mm-hmm. and you can be a part of that. Whether or not you have a lot monetarily Absolutely. to give, it's mo- just mostly just the partnering of it right, that really right. matters so patreon.com slash fierce marriage i think that's it thank yep. you so much for listening you guys are incredible you're encouraging to us uh we hope that we're encouraging to you we we hold this uh this opportunity to have a voice in your life very gently like we're, we're just praying that we don't screw it up too bad <laughs> so thank you for listening and and trusting us with your time and uh with your your brain power all right i'm getting the praise signal so i'll pray <laughs> Lord, thank you for this time. Thank you for this season. Thank you for these reminders that are so rich mm-hmm. in hope and peace and love and joy because of you, Jesus. I pray for the couple listening to this, the husband or the wife who, who are listening to this, that you would fill them with all of these things. I pray that their identity in you would be so clear, more clear than ever, uh, now more than ever, uh, because of this season and what we're remembering, but even throughout the year. God, I pray that we would just be people of faith, 
people of hope, people of love, and people of that are marked by joy and mm-hmm. peace that are otherworldly, that can't be they can't be understood or described outside of you being at the center, Jesus. Mm-hmm. So I thank you for that. Thank you for Selena. Thank you for um, just her voice um, in, in my life. Thank you for, I pray that you would continue to um, use us, Father, in each other's lives as we continue to disciple each other and in times like these. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right, this episode is? In the can. All right, friends, we will see you in maybe seven days, maybe 14, seven days from now is Christmas. So anyway, thanks for listening. We will see you in a few days, whatever that means. And (laughs) stay fierce, my friends, stay fierce. Thank you for listening to the Fierce Marriage Podcast. For more resources for your marriage, please visit FierceMarriage.com or you can find us with our handle at Fierce Marriage on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thank you so much for listening. We hope it's blessed you. Take care.